Do, 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 do. Welcome to episode 35 of the Down Under Thundercast, a podcast where we talk about offensive other podcasts from RAP to LOS to MASPP and everything in between. It's a cabaret. I'm your host, Jay, and I'm a day late and a dollar short. Oh, if you can't tell from a voice, I'm a little bit sick. I'm a little bit stuffy, and I had a pretty nutty weekend, <clears throat> but it's not going to stop us. We're going to keep on rolling on, keep on putting out the hits. So, news-wise, there's only one real news story this week, and that's the Tony Hinchcliffe saga. There's a lot to unpack here. So, this comedian, this open micer, uh, Pang Dang, Pang Dang, Pang Dang, Dang 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 Dang, Pang Dang, Pang Dang, posts a video of Tony being racist, I'm using quotation marks on an audio medium, um, essentially it's a 90 second clip of Tony making fun of Pang Dang and Asian accents. Um, calls him a little fucking, a little fucking chink. And then he proceeds to make fun of an Asian accent. You know, oh, we set the gunpowder, we make the fried rice. <laughs> See, I'm laughing. It was funny, but it was taken out of context. And context, as we all know, in comedy matters. You know, for example, look at the crowd. You know, they're laughing. You know, we don't know what kind of show it was, if this fit into the narrative. All we see is a 90 second clip of Tony just ripping into this young kid. Um, and what happened after that? Well, Rogan pulled him off all his shows. He, what else happened? His talent agency dropped, it's his talent agency drops him from any live events. Um, yeah. So the work mob went after him. And Pang Dang didn't help. He essentially, the way he put it up on Twitter, he wrote, this is Tony Hinchcliffe after I opened for him. Happy... Asian Protection Month, or whatever it's called, you know, it's stand up to Asian hate. It was, it was the flavor of the month, and Tony got fucking fisted. Um, yeah, and here's the thing: it, this all comes down to fucking Rogan. It does, and this this might mean me put my tinfoil hat on, but this is all Rogan. They know they can't get Rogan as much as they'd love to. They'd love to fucking hammer Rogan to a wall. They can't. So they've decided to go after his friends, his associates, his entourage. From Diaz to Shafir, and even though Shafir, and we're going to talk about him in a second, Shafir set himself up. And now Hinchcliffe. If you're associated with Rogan and you say something that is even slightly offensive or can slightly be taken out of context, the fucking, I don't even like to call them the woke mob, I like to call them the woke mercenaries because that's what they are. They go in, they do a job, they move on to the next person. But they'll target you and they'll take you down and it's, it hasn't killed Tony because I don't think you can kill Tony. That's the reason he named his podcast, Kill Tony. don't think it's killed him, but it's probably set him back a fair chunk. It's probably cost him a fair bit of money. Um, I'd like to read a tweet that I had saved on this subject. Um, do people really think Tony Hinchcliffe was being serious? He was obviously trying to be shocking and roast that dude. You can say you don't think it's funny, but it's not racism. Racism isn't just a string of words. It's your... It's if you're an adult, it's intent and context matters. 
Lewis Jaco Smith said that. Um, and then after this, so this is all happening. And then what happened next was Ari Shafir, friend of Tony, put up the full unedited clip. So it's about 20 minutes. It shows all of Pang Dang's set. And it really sh- sheds light on it. Because Pang Dang was up there and he was making fucking essentially fun of his Asian heritage. He was making fun of blacks. He was making fun of everything. So Tony went up there and fucking followed suit. Essentially what Tony was doing was he was making fun of Pang because Pang was betraying his own heritage. He was saying, you people in the crowd make me fucking sick. It was It was funny. And I suggest you go and listen to it for yourself. It's on RSV's YouTube channel. But this whole thing, it's it's silly. And it's got the podcasting world and the comedic world abuzz. Because it's ridiculous. But on that note, we'll leave it. And like I said, you can't kill Tony. You can't kill Tony! Anyway. Let's get into the honorable mentions at the LJG Award for the week. <laughs> My voice sounds all fucked up today. Okay, so first up, you got Come Town Premium, a seance, garbage people with Kevin Ryan and H. Foley, Skeptic Tank. I just wrote Skeptic Tank. Oh, no, yeah, it was Garbage People with. Kevin Ryan and H. Foley, Skeptic Tank. Pennies in the Mouth, Rip Haruku. Haraki? Haraki? Uncle Joey's Joy with Irish Fear. And Are You Garbage with King Kongdom? There's a lot here, okay? There's, we're, this is... We're going to talk about a lot right now, okay? So first up, we've got our Real Last Podcast with Dan St. Germain and Christina Hudgens. I gave this free and free force rattlesnake. Um, they talk about Mark Random, you know, off, highly publicized psychopath and shit kicker. Um, apparently he went up to Christine at a event and apologized for saying on a podcast that he wanted to behead her and Corinne. <laughs> you see, every time you mention Random's name, he will be in your life for the next three months. So now he's in my life for the next three months. So... Fuck you, Mark Random. <laughs> Lewis talks about a guy who once made a website where he photoshopped animals fucking his son. So that was lovely. Um, they talk about naming your dog. So, context matters. There was, um, Christine brought her little dog into the studio. And I believe it had a human name. I think it was like fucking Billy or Bob or fucking something. So they talk about naming your dog human names. Now, my dog's name is a human name. It's Chester, who's probably under my bed fucking ripping up shit. Well, most of my dogs before that have always been named like dog names, like Buster or Pooch. Or fucking dog. But I think we're at the point in time it's where it's 2021. You could name your dog a human name. Just, you know, that's the sort of fit. Like when I bought, when I got Chester, he was a wee pup and it was already his name. And I was like, oh, it fits. You know, I mean, it's, I probably named the road that's behind the road I live on now. So it fits in me. He's a Chester. Um, but if you're naming your dog fucking Bob or fucking Ray, I'm probably be a bit create, more creative than that. But then, you know, you name you, then there's these people that name their dogs stupid names like Helicopter Pilot or fucking, oh, Mr. Licks or things like that. I don't like the silly names. I like the, is it for a dog name or a person name? Within reason. 
Um, Shannon believes she's a born-again virgin because she hasn't said sex over for the last three years. There's a lot of men that are virgins then. Um, Lewis does a bit where he proceeds to ask Christine if she can, if he can suck on her dog's dick for a bit. She gets quite upset. Um, we're essentially going, let me suck your dog's dick. Let me suck your dog's dick for the bit. <laughs> and lastly, I talk about the first celebrity crush you ever whacked off to. Mum was Emma Watson from Harry Potter. Yeah. I always thought that bitch was fucking... It's weird going back and watching Harry Potter now, but that was probably my first crush. And that chick from Hannah Montana. So not Hannah Montana, the, her friend, the blondie, Lily, who's got her own TV show now where she makes cakes or something. Probably those two. <clears throat> and next up we go into another real-ass podcast, but this one's with Mike Fig and Anthony Zenhausen. Grizzly pear-shaped. Oh, you might be sitting there wondering what I'm watching today. I'm watching last week's episode of Godfather of Harlem. Because apparently every time I watch Power, I mention I go into too much detail about the half-naked women and the cocaine use. So, I'd rather watch something from... Supposedly, I'm supposed to watch something from the 1970s with a bunch of Negroes selling heroin. But... No, regardless, neither here nor there. Uh, I gave this four and one quarter rattlesnakes. It was very funny. Figs is a very funny guest. He's just not a very funny host. Me, me. Apparently, they're giving their own, giving Figs his own show in June. I don't know if this was a bit. I really hope it's a bit. I really, really pray to Jeebus that it's a bit. And they talk about nicknames in comedy. Like, you know, like, John Steamroller fucking Hutchkinson or, you know, those kind of things. That was a really old school thing. Um, yeah, fucking. You don't say it much. There's not really a comedian off the top of my head I can think of that has that still. No, I don't think there is. Uh, they do Figs World News. Um, at one point they touch on a trans woman entering the weightlifting, the female weightlifting competition in this year's Olympics. They say she was Australian, she didn't sound Australian, she sounded fucking English. But she was, she looked like a man, she talked like a man, and she'll probably win gold and that will just throw everyone into disarray. Uh, Shannon and Lewis do couples yoga. It's very cute. Um, essentially, they spend the next half an hour talking about Power Rangers in every homophobic, sexist, and racist way possible. Um, they touch on Jake Paul stealing uh, Floyd Mayweather's hat, which I didn't talk about, actually. Um, Jake Paul's a fucking douchebag. <laughs> and I'm surprised that someone hasn't sent out someone over to his house to shoot him in the head. And, you know, and then the second he did it, he went and got a tattoo, he changed his name on his Twitter profile, he, he capitalised on it. Like, I'll give, he's a douchebag, Jake Paul, but he knows how to capitalise on it. He knows how to play the game. But he's still a douchebag. And I'm highly surprised he's still alive. And as Lewis said, creating a moment is currency. Hate is also a currency. And people hate Jack Paul. I hate Jack Paul. I think what he's doing to the sport of boxing is a bit of an embarrassment. It's celebrity boxing 2.0, but it's on the mainstream. Like the mainstream. Back in the day, it was just a show on MTV every fucking Friday night at 8pm. 
but mm. Oh, my fucking voice is fucking killing me. <coughs> Fuck. I take a sick day, but they're really strict with the moment with sick days. Like, I have to go and get a medical certificate. And I'm not going to find a fucking place that's going to let me have a medical certificate at fucking 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Which means I don't get paid. So, I don't really have a choice. I guess I'm going to work. <coughs> And next up, we have Dead Meat with Kingdom Heart Failure with the Loud Boys. Um, we have this free and one third rattlesnakes. Um, it's, it's it's the Loud Boys, which is really the Cum Boys. It's just it's just great value. Fucking come down. Um, they talk about which Disney character would you fuck? It's Miss 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 Incredible. That bitch is fucking. Who else? What was the sister's name in Lilo and Stitch? That fucking thick Maori bitch. She was nice. Oh, they really? Like Cinderella, like... That bitch was... She got nothing going on. Snow White. Snow White's the type of bitch that's like fucking. You gotta buy a dinner first. And she looks like she'll have some really fucking feminist fucking ideas. Yeah. I'm sure, it's fucking bunch of them. Um, apparently, something I learned was women are either have been or are being taught. To have orgasms when they give birth, so it's not as painful. <laughs> Man, I was born fucking forty years way too late because the world we live in at the moment is just fucked. It's like <laughs> people are pushing out babies and having orgasms. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so essentially, when you were born, you're like your you, you mum used you as a fucking giant fucking dildo. And lastly, obviously, we've mentioned it already, but the Loud Boys are truly great brand come town. And that's not a bad thing. And I say this, it's not a bad thing. It's fucking, they're hilarious. But they're knockoff come town. They, they're, they're fucking dollar store come town. To the point where I'm listening now and I can hear classic come town clips come out of their mouths. Even though they've just, all they've done is, they're not ripping them off, they've just come to the same mental conclusion. So yeah. Alright, I promised you this last week, and I delivered as painful as it was. The Joe Rogan experience with Dave Chappelle. Dun dun dun, dun 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 dun. Um, I don't, I think we're going to say this from start. This will be the last Joe Rogan episode I think I listened to for a while. I don't know if I've grown out of it. I don't know if it's just not for me anymore, but it's different. It's not the same Rogan it was three, four years ago. And that's sad. Um... I'm not even going to justify this episode with a rating because it's Dave Chappelle and it's Joe Rogan and it's good, but it's, it's Rogan's sanitized. It feels too clean. It's you, everyone's watching what they say. It's just, it's not for me. It's not a free flowing conversation. It's not a natural conversation. And that's what podcasting is at its core. It's fucking, Two people that feel like have guns to their head and say, if you say anything offensive, we blow your fucking brains out. But anyway, I've said my piece. I'm sure I'll say I'll never listen to a Joe Rogan episode again and in two months we'll be reviewing a Joe Rogan episode. But such is life.
Um, Dave talks using social media to get paid for the Chappelle show on Netflix. Obviously, you all know the deal. The company that owned the Chappelle show put his show on Netflix. Dave used, Dave complained. He said, I'm not getting paid for this. Don't show it. People uproared. Netflix took it down. It's back up there. Dave got paid. Dave played the game and he won. And that wouldn't have happened 20 years ago. Especially considering when, you know, when Dave left a lot of money on the table and he walked away, they all turned around and went, oh, this guy's smoking crack. He's nothing, you know, he's half his head. Um, we live in a different world where the creator is very much has their voice when 20 years ago they didn't. Um, David talks, David, Dave Chappelle, <laughs> talks the effects COVID has had on the American psyche. Um, fun fact, Dave used to buy weed off fucking Idris Eva, you know, fucking Luther from that TV show. He's been in a bunch of good shit. As he aptly put it in Fast and Furious, I've been sure, the Black Superman. Who really, if they're going to make a Black Superman, he really should play it. Him or Michael B. Jordan. Um, they talk about how money doesn't equal happiness. It does allow freedom. It's true. Money will, you know, more money, more problems, but it will give you a certain amount of flexibility in your life. Um, Chappelle's got his own podcast, which I can't remember the name of. I've been seeing ads for it. Um, Uh, two seconds and we'll Google this real quickly. Where is it? Oh, it's on Lumina. It's fucking... I'm going to find it. We're not continuing until I find it. And I really hope this doesn't cut out while I do this like it does every other time I try and Google something. Come on, we're nearly there. Ah, the Midnight Miracle. Um, apparently, Dave's plan is to turn it into like a vinyl track. So, I haven't listened to it yet. I probably will be. Will I review it? I'm not sure. They took the art of conversation in podcasting. <clears throat> Rogan and Dave talk about getting COVID-19. And lastly, they talk about the possibility of Eddie Murphy possibly returning to stand-up, which I'm excited for. I think, I think, I think, I think that Eddie Murphy still got it. I really do. Um, it's not riding a bike, but I think you gotta remember when he did the boot, fucking delirious and raw, he was fucking twenty. He was a young kid. So, but I think he can do it. I really do, and I really hope he does. I just hope he releases it on his own, off his own back. Not something associated with Netflix or fucking HBO. It is well HBO maybe, but I hope it doesn't have anything to do with fucking Netflix because if he releases on Netflix, it's going to be fucking awful. All right. Next up, we have two inches sober with Diego, Diego Lopez. And Gabby Bryan, bye guys, episode 14. I gave this free and one, a free and a half rattlesnakes. Yeah, 
Zach talks of some wild Uber fucking pool stories of getting groped by a drunk dude. Uber pools don't exist anymore. Thank you, COVID. But <laughs> fuck that. I don't think I've ever hopped in an Uber pool. Or maybe I did once. But jeez, it never happened to me. Um They talk about getting, you know, your girlfriend's name or your girlfriend's initials or you you know, something that stands for your girlfriend tattooed on you. Um my partner has told me explicitly never to get anything tattooed on my body of her. Probably a good idea. Do I have something in my mind that I could do? Yes. Am I going to mention it on this podcast that she listens to? No. Oh. <laughs> and then they talk about job tattoos and what I mean by that. Like comedians or stand-ups have mics on tattooed on them. Chefs have this. They get spoons and knives. I think what's common these days is they sort of do sort of a culinary coat. Um, crest or like they they do a skull with a knife and a spoon across like a pirate symbol I thought about doing it but it's really trashy and they touch on apparently a subreddit called buy guys on meth which I haven't looked at and I have no intention of looking at but you check it out for me. Um, next up, we come to Legion of Skanks. Keep it on the DL with, I don't know, you might have heard of him. He's called Tony Hinchcliffe. <laughs> Gave this four rattlesnakes. This was fucking the day before Pang Tang released that fucking clip. So I think that. I think that becomes the quickest cancellation that anyone has ever had when after they've appeared on a Legion of Skate show. Uh, Tony, Lewis really wants... I think Lewis is really considering moving to Texas. So Lewis goes... He wants Tony to tell him the three worst things about Texas. Um, or Austin, Texas. So Tony tells him the homeless population, which I think you'll find is an LA fucking symptom. I think there's a lot of people that have, a lot of the homeless have somehow moved from LA to Texas. Just scary. It's like a zombie fucking horde just slowly moving across the country. Once again, I forgot to fucking put my phone in airplane mode, so no one calls me. There we go. I think the other thing he mentioned was fucking... There was something else he mentioned, I can't remember. Anyway, regardless, I'll, let's move on. Um... They talk about sending a text to the wrong person, like an intimate text. So I had this happen to me once. My first girlfriend, who for the sake of an argument, and not at all her real name, will call Katie. Um, we were having a conversation, and I think I went to copy and paste something. And I underlined it, but I didn't actually copy it. And what I had copied was a fucking porno link to some free graphic shit. And I double-clicked, and I pressed it, and I didn't even think I sent it, and by the time I pressed send, I went, ah, fuck. And and then I had to have a really conversation, I had to have a really hard conversation as to why I just did that. (laughs) I think I covered for myself. I was like, oh, I think I fucked myself, to be honest. I was like, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do. Um, apparently Dave Smith fell down and fucking tripped over his fucking bed or fucking, he fell, anyway, he fell fucking head over ass and he busted his knee. And Dave being a tough guy, he didn't go to the hospital. Now this is a man thing. It really is. Men, we don't go to the hospital. 
unless it's really serious. Um, I think in the last five years of my life, I've been to the hospital once and I've hurt myself. I've busted my knee, I've busted my back, I've busted my shoulder. I've only been to the hospital fucking once and that was because I was pretty sure I was having a heart attack. And what happened is the outline, the, the, the fold of my heart or like one of the layers of my heart was like inflamed. So fucking, <clears throat> I hopped in an Uber and I was like, take me to the fucking hospital and I'm in the back fucking sitting there holding my chest going, oh, fuck. Uber driver didn't give a fuck, of course. And then he dropped me off, I hopped out and then he was like, are you okay? Are you okay, sir? What is wrong with you? And he was like, do you want help? And I went, nah, mate, fuck off, leave me alone. And I fucking crawled, my, dragged myself into the front ward and I went, I think I'm having a heart attack. And they helped me out, of course, and they, I was fine, and I just really wanted to fucking leave, and I couldn't leave. But, yeah. yeah. But men, we don't. We don't, unless, actually, I lie, we do go to the hospital if there's something wrong with our cocks. We will definitely go to the hospital then. Um, Lewis talks about his old dog sport that he gave to his ex-wife that apparently bleeds from his arsehole now. So this poor woman's been left with a child and a dog that fucking bleeds from its arsehole. That dog, just put the dog down. The dog's suffering. Seriously. Oh, oh. Lost my... Okay. Um, they talk about the Kevin Brennan, Bobby Lee incident. Instance. Incident. Um, which automatically brings up the Curtin Lewis fight they once had, and they break down, rehash, post pre fight recap. It was very interesting. Um, it's a good episode, just check it out. Um, next up, we go to Come Town, the Shores of Hell. They gave this three and a half rattlesnakes. Um, Mullen plays with the audio. Here and it fucked it fucked with me. To where Sav was coming out of my left ear and Mullen was coming out of my right. And it it and so essentially with like the angel and devil situation. I had Sav here fucking laughing with that hysterical laugh he's got, and I've got Mullen on the other side making fucking squishy sounds with his mouth. And it fucking threw me the fuck off. The point I had to take my headphones off going, what the fuck? Um And then, it's an, it's an hour episode, but it's, it's the paid version. It's the free, sorry, it's the free version, I should say. There's, it's funny, but there's not a lot of substance. Uh, the last thing they talked about was the local black hero called out, calls out white skanky bitch as she decides to throw a block party on his neighborhood. And it's a one-way street. <laughs> it was very funny. Because this white girl didn't know what the fuck to do. Alright, moving along. We're chugging along. Just let me check how much time we've got. We're doing good for time. Uh, we come to bonfire, the bonfire part of the show. Because we love the bonfire. Um, the whole section of this is free and free force rattlesnakes. First off, we start off with his mum's dead bud. Um... They talk about Lover's, Lover's Lane, which is essentially, like, you know, when you used to, I don't know, maybe this is just me, ours was, growing up, was a hill that had a water tank on it. So I think we called it, like, one tank hill or two tank hill. There may have been a few of them. But you used to go up there to, like, hook up, make up with, make out with your fucking, your bitch. They were good times. It was always fun. Um, mother's getting dick on Mother's Day. All mothers should get dick on Mother's Day. You gotta get, you gotta share the love. Mothers deserve dick too. Just don't do it to your own mother. 
and they talk about the cool kid at school whose house you'd go to all the time just because he had cool shit. You didn't like the kid, but he had really cool stuff. Um, my example of this was when I was eight years old. And I think the kid, I don't remember, even remember the kid's name, but I fucking, he gave me the shit. But he had Foxtel. So we used to go over there. I used to go over there every Monday and Friday. And we used to watch Raw and SmackDown. And we'd hang out and we'd watch it. And then I'd go home. And then my parents started going over there and they, they became good friends. And then they had a falling out. And my mom and fucking stepdad would have been like, well, shit, we can't, we can't go over there anymore. So they ended up spending $100 a month on Foxtel. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, next up, we have playing with my guys. <coughs> Fuck, my voice is fucked today. I'm all dry and croaky. Anyway. Playing with the guys. They use they talk about the imaginary imaginary scenarios you used to make when you used to play with like action figures, like your toys growing up, where it'd be war or wrestling or something like that. I used to have tiny. I'm trying to remember. I used to have these tiny Pokemon characters. They would have been the size of like. That's a good example of the size they were. Like a bottle cap. Probably the size of a decent bottle cap. I had like a few of them and they used to, we used to play adventures and stuff. And they would fight fucking my Star Wars figures. And their trainers would be like my wrestling figures. I, I had good toys growing up. I must say. I did enjoy my toys growing up. But here's the thing, imaginary toy things like that I always found was a solo thing. I didn't do them with friends, they were just something I did by myself. And the reason you can't is because one, it's gay, and two, it ruins the illusion, because they're going to have their own idea of what to do, and it's going to ruin your illusion, then you're going to end up having a fight. And lastly, they take phone calls from people that have done stuff with step-parents. And it was all dudes. And lastly, they talk, and lastly, it's the crew gets juiced up. It's the return of DJ Lou, the Black Lion. Rawr. <clears throat> um, Ronnie from Jersey Store still getting into trouble. He's the only cast member from the Jersey Store who still gets fucked up. Ronnie's in that fucking dead. And then Jay and Dan want to do steroids. Get fucking juiced. Get jacked. And then they talk about the one plastic surgery procedure you get. I can't remember his name. He was mayor of Geelong. But um, essentially what he, he had an operation where no matter how fat he gets, he's always got a six-pack. I think he had like mesh inserted into his stomach or something. I'm not sure. But he was a fat fuck, but you could see like the outlines of like a six-pack. <clears throat> that would probably be what i get. Or lipo. I wouldn't mind lipo. Or like a fucking... <clears throat> I mean, oh yeah. Of course, they get. I get a hiccups in the middle of a podcast. I get that. Or I get like, oh, what is it? Well, they cut your stomach and shit. Oh, what is it? Not cut your stomach, like the your actual stomach, like lap band, lap band. I'd get that. Alright, free left. 
we're running through these a bit short on time, so got to make haste. Um, the Real Ass Podcast, Tales of the Crypto, Karen Feehans and Gra- Graham K. Gave us four rattlesnakes. Four, count them four, count them four. Um, they talk Elon Musk bombing on SNL, which has cost me a fuckload of money. Speaking of which, Lewis isn't allowed to mention cryptocurrencies anymore on the podcast. If he does, he owes Shannon $100 each time he mentions it. Where am I going to get my advice on crypto now? <laughs> no, I don't get advice from fucking Lewis on crypto. I, I take bits and pieces that I think is useful, but I'm reading a lot about it. Like I'm reading news articles and stuff and I put myself in a lot of Facebook groups about it. Like I'm trying to learn. Like um, in the last week, I haven't done too bad. I've made 250 and I lost 250 and now I'm down about 100. But to me, it's just, I'm just going to put it in there as an investment. I'm going to let it play out how it plays out. So either I make nothing or I make 10 grand, which is what I want. If I make 10 grand, I'm just going to fucking pull everything out. Um, especially to spend the entire episode trying to trick Lewis into talking about crypto. Essentially, that's why Tales of the Crypto comes from. Um, Lewis talks about walking Karen's dog when they were together, and all he wanted to do was kick the shit out of it. And then Karen turns around, you were scared, and she turns around and says, you were scared of that dog. So, yeah. Um, Lewis is planning to open a comedy club of other people's money. So, essentially, Lewis is trying to make a Ponzi scheme. Of course, he is because he's Lewis J. Gomez. Um, and Lewis nearly. You know, comedy's back when this happens. You know, the world is getting back to normal when Lewis is having fights with audience members at comedy clubs. So, essentially, he did a stand up tour. He did a stand-up show, <clears throat> and there was a woman in the front, and she wasn't laughing. She wasn't enjoying it. So she didn't laugh, but she didn't say anything. Lewis went out the front, had a, you know, having a smoke or whatever, and her boyfriend comes up to another queen and goes, you were really funny tonight. He points to Lewis, and he goes, you, not so much. And Lewis, being Lewis, does what I have now what he is called and what I will now call the Puerto Rican fight stance. Puts his hands behind his back, he takes three steps forward to get in the bloke's face and says, what the fuck are you going to do about it? This gentleman then proceeds to put his arm on his shoulder and goes, you know, to try and de-escalate the situation. Lewis then proceeds to grab him in a Muay Thai clinch and threaten to beat the fuck out of him. The audience member backs down, shits his pants. Lewis makes him look like a little bitch in front of his girlfriend and stumbles away. The world is back to normal, ladies and gentlemen. Everything's back to normal. Lewis is back to it. We're all back to normal. But yeah, Puerto Rican fight stance. I love that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start doing that. Ooh, that's fucking great. Um, next up, we get to the Loud Boys live hummers. Live hummers. Uh, this is three and a half rattlesnakes. Um, apparently. Knock off Chinese... Oh, shit. Some cunt just got shot in the head. Oh. Fuck. Um, it's not the same as watching This Is Power. It's hard. There's a lot of talking, a lot of shit going on. I can't really pay attention. Like, I'm not paying attention to it as such. Anyway. So apparently knockoff Chinese cigarettes now come with fortune cookie quotes written on them. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so these three gentlemen, these three open micers, discuss the Tony Hinchcliffe and Pen Dong 
ping wong, ping dong, ping dong, long, 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 long situation. And because a lot of them are from Texas, they know ping, like Dalton knows ping dang. They're, they're, I don't know if they're friends, but they're associates and they know of each other. Um, and they essentially say Tony's a dick. And they've actually, they portray a very different side um, of this. They make fun of Pang Dang too. They make fun of fucking Asian culture too. But they sit there and they say Tony Hinchcliffe's a dick. No one likes Tony Hinchcliffe. I think um, one of the co-hosts whose name I forget, I forget the name of, it's Robbie, I think, has said that Tony Hinchcliffe treated him like shit. So maybe Hinchcliffe got what he deserved. I don't know. But I still think that context matters in comedy and I still think that it's, if you're going to get him, get him on the fact he's a dick. Don't get him on the fact of this. It's ridiculous. Um, they talk the Israel-Palestine thing. Listen, I, I don't know enough about it to fucking comment on it. I know that every time someone in popular or celebrity mentions um, Palestine or tries to defend them, that Israel pro-groups shut them down completely. I think today IGN posted an article for relief um, packages or like or links to where you can help people from Palestine. And it's been shut down by the owners of IGN, not IGN themselves, the owners. So, mm. uh, they played the game of who you're beating off to, who am I beating off to? Bit of Jordan Max, still trying to like. I like that bitch. She's she's fucking sexy. Um, always like to go back to a classic, you know, Riley Reed, Brie Olson, so on and so forth. They talk bad video game movies, which is fun. Like you know, like the Super Mario movie that was bad back in the day. The old Mortal Kombat movie, people think was good. I. I missed the boat on that. When I saw it, it was already 10 years old and I didn't enjoy it. Doom, though. Doom is an underrated fucking video game movie. The problem is it doesn't follow the story of the game. It creates its own story. But it is actually a decent movie. It's just not about Doom. It's just named Doomed and it has a few Easter eggs. And the scariest movie you've ever seen. And I always say this on the podcast. I go back to Eight-Legged Freaks. That was the scariest movie I ever saw. I was a kid, but it was the scariest. I don't only get scared of horror movies at the age of 20 fucking eight years old. But that movie as a kid fucked me up for a long time. Um, well, Scream was a bit scary. Friday the 13th was a bit, meh. Yeah, not a big horror fan, but you get the idea. Um, I think we're going to take a short break because my fucking recording is going to cut down. So, while we take a break, please enjoy um, a record. Oh, my words today are so fucked. Um, while we take a break, please hear a message from our imaginary sponsors. Hello there. I am Jay Hackerschmidt. And are you tired of lasting hours in the bedroom? Are you tired of spending hours pumping hour after hour when you could be doing other things, like recording a podcast or playing 2K with the boys? Well, I have the solution for you with our brand new drug, Come Hard. Come hard, we'll have you come in in seconds. So you can spend your your time doing other things, like taking the dog for a walk, seeing a movie, or all in all, just not spending time with your significant other. Come hard is an easy red chewable pill with the same ingredients as antiviagra and Cialis. And if you use promo code DUT, you will get 50% off your first shipment. That's promo code DUT at comehard.com. And we're back. 
I've got a cough drop. Fucking, hopefully my voice isn't all fucked up. Um, before we continue, because we're nearly done for the day, I did forget something. In the little news section of the day we do. Um, the passing of New Jack. At the age of 56 from a heart attack. Um, if you don't know New Jack, the original gangster, an ECW original, um, when I saw this on Saturday, I must say I was, you know, every time you see a death of someone on fucking social media these days, you have to question if it's real or not. This came out and it was real. New Jack will never go down as a world champion. He'll never go down as a Hall of Famer, probably. But what he might go down as is the realest, scariest, most violent wrestler of all time. Because he wasn't a wrestler. He was a thug. He genuinely beat the fuck out of people. Wherever it was throwing um, Vic Grimes off a scaffold in an attempt to genuinely kill him. And Vic Grimes is very lucky he didn't. Because New Jack... To tell the story, I think uh, six months six months before Vic Grimes and New Jack were doing a match, and Vic Grimes accidentally cracked New Jack's skull on a fall off a balcony onto a table, and Grimes' head hit. Grimes and New Jack's head collided at, and essentially made a sandwich where. Grimes' head was on top, New Jack's head was in the middle, and the concrete floor was at the bottom. It cracked his skull. New Jack lost vision in his right eye, or at least most of his vision in his right eye. And New Jack decided to get square. So, in a scaffold match, New Jack tased the motherfucker, and then proceeded to throw him 50 feet off a scaffolding, and he was trying to aim outside the ring. And he just got the corner of it. Um, Grimes was like, I think he only dislocated his ankle and had a bit of bumps and bruises. But he genuinely, and he says it in the Dark Side of the Ring episode about it, he genuinely tried to kill him. Um, then there was other instances with um, Gypsy Joe where he takes a metal baseball bat to a 66-year-old's head. Um bunch of stabbings with against outlaw wrestlers who wouldn't want to didn't want to play ball with him um, New Jack was the most violent fucking wrestler I've ever seen and he made you believe because it was real to him and it was so Rest in peace, New Jack. He has provided me with many hours of entertainment from shoot interviews. And we missed. I think he was in the process of trying to start a podcast. And it's unfortunate that we never got that. So anyway, let's finish this off and let's go home. Next up we have Are You Garbage with Ari Shafir. And this was free and one for rattlesnakes. Why are you looking at me, puppy? Yeah, I'm going to take you for a walk. We're going to go for a walk in a second. <laughs> Every time I mention walk, his head pops up and he'll look at me. And he'll go, walk? Walk? And he'll, now he's tilting his head at me. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Irish fear can't go to NBA games for the obvious reason. Um. You know, the Kobe thing kills, still keeps Irish fear on his toes. Because every time he meets a black person, not an African-American, or he meets someone with a basketball jersey on, he's always a little bit hesitant. And I remember when the verse happened, and I think it was in the infancy of this podcast, I said genuinely, I feared for Ari's life. I genuinely thought someone was going to fucking kill him. And he went... He went underground for a bit. 
and they didn't. But it still scares him, you can tell. Um, they talk about the last thing you stole. Last thing I stole was yesterday. <laughs> As I sneeze on a podcast. Ugh. Sorry about that. Mm. I stole a fucking 12-pack of Cokes, a bottle of vinegar, and some dog chew toys. Because self-checkout is a marvellous thing, and you can get away with it really fucking easy. And I'm pretty fucking broke this week. I've spent a lot of money on fucking shit. But don't steal, kids. It's not a good idea. Um, having chapped lips as a kid, they talk about that. Um, my little brother, fucking, I always think about this. So he had this thing where he would always lick his lips. And I reckon from the ages of 7 until 12... He would always just lick his lips, always, because they were chapped. And that's, you know, as a kid, you, you know, you don't know that. So he ended up with what, with what we called, like, a joker fucking face. He had licked so much that the entire, around his mouth, his entire around his mouth, like, the uh, top of lip and the bottom lip, there was this red ring. And he looked like the joker. Um... And, like, I had it, too. I never had it that bad. But, like, he would just incessantly lip, lick, and it would just look fucking horrendous. If you took and taken lipstick and you had gone over your lips, like, your where you, your mustache is and where your fucking chin is, it looked like that. Um... And then they talk about, lastly, uh, drying yourself with something other than a towel. I've done this many times. Like a washcloth or uh, a t-shirt. Because most of the times, like, you know, you chuck your, your towel in the wash. You hop in the shower and you're like, ah, fuck, I forgot a towel. I think they mentioned in the pod they talk about paper towel. I've never dry myself a paper towel because that just sounds fucking automatic. That just sounds fucking crazy. And lastly, so we can get the fuck out of here. And you can all continue on your merry ways of life. Legion Skanks with Aaron Berg, Ucker Blacks. Uh, Lewis talks up, uh, Lewis talks about hooking up with a fat Nickelback fan. A fat Native American Nickelback chick. That's the reason Ucker Blacks comes from. Um... Funny thing about this podcast was this was probably recorded a day before the Tony Hinchcliffe thing. And on this podcast, they also make fun of, they do comedic Asian accents. But it won't affect Legion of Skanks because it's Legion of Skanks. Tony Hinchcliffe is just, they've got that, he's got that tie with Rogan. And when you got that tie with Rogan, everything you do is scrutinized. It's under the pump because they want to fuck Rogan. Um, um, Jay tells a story of doing some sort of steroid when he was younger. And every time he came, he would get massive headaches and go blind for 30 minutes. Yo, fuck that. <laughs> Um, apparently baby James saw a clip from last week about Jay teaching him how to kiss so the whole point was I think we talked about it last week Jay's daughter was in the crowd and Lewis said he would beat up Jay in front of his daughter while he was holding a blunt and Jay expertly as the sniper he is turned around and went well yeah I'll hop in a car and I'll go teach your son how to kiss so baby James saw that and he was he, he apparently he was fucking he thought it was hilarious he started cracking up and he turned to his dad and he went that's sort of inappropriate isn't it and Jay and Lewis just went I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna he didn't know what the fuck to say but mate, that's you know one day he's gonna have to explain to his kid what the fuck he was doing and I wish I was a fly on the wall for that conversation um 
Apparently, Blockbuster used to make people sign contracts that anything they created during working there was owned by Blockbuster. Funny enough, chefs have sort of are forced to sign the same sort of contract. Any dish you create while you work at certain restaurants is owned by that company. It was a really strange rule, and I only worked for a few that actually had that rule. But, yeah, it's a strange one. I don't know why you couldn't sit there and if you signed the contract blockbuster and just be like, no, I did it the day after I left. Um, they talk about Arenberg crying on a reality TV show with his wife. I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but it was really just a, uh, a Passover segment on Legion of Skanks. Like he was down, he sat down for like 10 minutes and then he left. But yeah, he cries on fucking TV. And then, they, you know, they talk about crying in front of your partner, which I have done <coughs> so many, <coughs> so many fucking times. It's not funny. I remember my first girlfriend, I cried within three weeks of knowing her. We went and saw Interstellar. And I was young. I would have been like 21. And I had issues. And I think it's that scene at the end, near the end where Bradley Cooper, Bradley, no, it was no more Bradley. I always get those two mixed up. It was, uh, oh, I can't remember his name. Matthew McConaughey. And he's in the fucking spaceship and he's seeing videos from his daughter as she gets older and older and older. And he's just sitting there and he's just, and he starts laughing and then he's crying. And at that time, it was we were in a drive-through theater, and the moon had this really weird, like halo around it. It was quite beautiful, and I remember hopping out of the car, and like looking up and seeing that, and I started just fucking like weeping. And I'd known her for three weeks, and she took it relatively well, I must say. But yeah, I have I I cry movies. I always fucking cry, always. So I always, it's usually at the end of a movie, I'm sitting there and I got my back turned to the, the girl I'm seeing and I'm like, don't be a fucking bitch. Don't fucking cry, you fucking pussy. Um, but yeah, I, some women like it. Some women don't. Some women see it as a sign of weakness. Some women see it as like, oh, look, he's so in touch. With, I know, right? Some women see it as such a, they're like, they see it as being in touch with you, like your emotions. Um, I don't recommend it though. Don't try, go cry in front of your missus. It's not a good idea. And the last thing they touch on is, um, suicide notes. I actually at one point did have one, <coughs> but I'm, me being illiterate, I never had a suicide note written down. I had a video saved on a USB stick that I used to keep under my bed. Essentially saying, you know, in the case that you are watching this, I am dead. Um, please make sure all, whatever, anything I own goes to my family. Um, I never had anything confessed on it, but I used to fucking, it was just like me saying goodbye to anyone I cared about really. So yeah, so that just took me back to a really weird fucking place. <laughs> and I'm watching Power again, and you know what's happening if I'm watching Power. And on that note, we conclude this episode of the podcast, this rushed day behind, a dollar short episode of the podcast. Um, be sure to subscribe, uh, not subscribe, be sure to follow me on Twitter at downundercast 7 Keep up to date on everything happening with the podcast and you'll get a good idea of what we're going to talk about during the week. Uh, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on whatever medium you're listening to. Uh, leave a rating, a comment. Let us know what you think. Um, obviously, 
can't walk away without mentioning uh, the friends of the podcast, the DUT friends. I don't have the list in front of me this week, so I'm just going to do it off the top of my head. We have Break the Apocalypse, Get in a Corner, Wrestling Suit, The Skank Skanks, Red River Podcast, uh, The Broadcast Podcast, Upon Further Review. I'm sure there's one more I'm missing, but I can't remember it because my book is gone missing. So if I have missed you, I apologize. Please send me a message and I will be sure to not do that again next week. And as always, you know the deal. Be sure to tell a friend, a family member, or someone who was seen on stage yelling anti-Semitic and Asian slurs. What you mean? We make the fried rice. We make the gunpowder. <laughs> and until next time, I must now bid you in adieu. Goodbye and good night. Bang.